section ninety five of the inheritance by susan edmonstoun ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter twenty four o light thy beams no more let me behold for i derive my birth from those to whom my birth i should not owe sophocles she dwelt upon the injurious and exasperating treatment she had received from the rossville family as though she sought in their conduct an excuse or at least a palliation for her own she spoke of the exile and the poverty in which she had for so many years dragged out a joyless existence of her husband's disinheritance of the utter hopeless insignificance of their lot as outcast childless annuitants on the one hand or the brilliant destiny would seem to court them on the other where riches and honours awaited them in the person of their offspring it was at this time continued the wretched narrator of her own guilt that accident brought me acquainted with with marion lamotte with my mother was she not interrupted gertrude in a voice of repressed agony mrs st clair's only answer was a burst of tears gertrude hid her face on the cushion of the couch on which she lay and without looking up in the same tone said go on tell me all in her i discovered the daughter of lizzie lundy whose name and history had been familiar to me in my younger days she had emigrated to america with her husband and upon his death had married a french canadian marion was the child of that union but at this time her parents were both dead and she was the wife of jacob lewiston an american trader whom she had accompanied to bordeaux she was then in absolute want for his vessel had been wrecked and the whole cargo lost but at the time i became acquainted with them he obtained a situation on board a merchantman and went to sea again leaving his wife in delicate health to earn her livelihood as best she could till his return to complete her wretchedness she looked forward to giving birth to a child here mrs st clair stopped overcome with her feelings then suddenly seizing gertrude's hands gertrude gertrude god knows i had then no evil thoughts i had not indeed but when she besought me on her knees that if she should die a stranger in a strange land and leave an orphan baby i would be as a mother to it oh then the tempter assailed me would that i had died ere i saw the light exclaimed gertrude in an agony of grief oh gertrude do not tear my heart by forcing me to retrace what can be of no avail what can it signify now to tell you of the thoughts the fears the struggles i endured myself of the arguments and entreaties i used with her and my husband to induce them to co-operate in my schemes it is enough to tell you that it was done that we quitted bordeaux on pretence of returning to scotland and that at bagnolet you were brought into the world as the heiress of rossville and such you still are gertrude the secret is known but to yourself and those who hush exclaimed gertrude wildly and with a shudder there cannot be the possibility of discovery if you will but you have not told me all cried gertrude hurriedly 
gertrude i will not survive the shame the infamy tell me all all quickly why did he leave her why has he so long it is about him gasped she i would know from the day that he left her his wife never heard any tidings of him and we at last naturally concluded he had perished at sea still there was no positive certainty of this being the case and she always cherished the hope of seeing him again for she loved him gertrude indeed she did but gertrude only wept the more to think that she could not love her father your mother oh gertrude how dreadful is it to me to call another by that title and again mrs st clair wept long and bitterly then went on your mother had been long threatened with the consumption and when she found herself dying she had it seems unknown to me written a letter containing the secret of your birth which she had had attested by her priest for you know she was a catholic this she confided to his care receiving his solemn promise in return never to divulge its contents or part with it to another than jacob ruxton lewiston of perth amboy new jersey years after this man went to america as a missionary and there alas it was our evil fortune that he should find your father i need not tell you that he came immediately to britain to claim you you must well remember our first meeting and the mysterious interviews that followed he would even then have made himself known to you that he might have established his authority over you but i prevailed upon him to forego his claims at least till the earl's death oh had he known you as i do he would never have dared the disclosure but you will not gertrude you cannot be so infatuated he is your father as such he is entitled to your duty your obedience now now no more cried gertrude covering her face with her hands gertrude only say you will not be so mad for heaven's sake promise me you will not gertrude he threatens to carry you off to america should you drop a hint of oh for the love of heaven be calm think of your mother you loved her gertrude for her sake then my mother oh how could she sell her child exclaimed gertrude wringing her hands in an agony she did not sell you gertrude never mother loved her child as she doted upon you while she lived you may remember you were never out of her sight worlds would not have bribed her to have parted with you and now could she see you thus great and oh that she had suffered me to remain the beggar i was born do not talk thus dearest gertrude if you would not kill me compose yourself and all will yet be well it will indeed your father do not oh do not call him o oh god forgive me wretch that i am exclaimed she almost frantic with horror at herself for so abhorring his name well your mother my dearest think of her think how you loved her had she lived you would not have shamed her with this disclosure you will not bring disgrace upon her memory and gertrude wept softer tears as she called to mind the well-remembered proofs of her mother's love how could she do it cried she again roused to agony ah gertrude can you wonder the temptation was too strong to be resisted consider how we were both situated 
you could bring nothing but additional care and poverty to her to me you would ensure riches and honour do not condemn us gertrude say you forgive me gertrude's whole frame shook with emotion but she remained silent gertrude gertrude cried mrs st clair seizing her hands have i not been as a mother to you will you not say you forgive me i cannot gasped gertrude in a wild suffocating voice and she turned shuddering away her maid now entered to announce the arrival of dr bruce adding that colonel delmore hoped her ladyship would see the doctor without delay lady rossville will ring when she is ready said mrs st clair in violent agitation then when masham withdrew she cried gertrude you will not betray yourself to dr bruce promise me promise me that for the love of heaven and she wrung her hand to him repeated gertrude no i will not see him at all why should i tis a mockery leave me leave me to myself cried she with a fresh burst of grief but just then masham returned to say that colonel delmore was very impatient for her ladyship to see the doctor and as she spoke delmore's voice was heard outside the door at the dear loved sound again gertrude's pale cheek glowed for a moment and her eyes brightened but in another instant she dropped her head with an air of hopeless dejection and dr bruce was now ushered in mrs st clair anticipated all questions by taking the doctor apart and telling him candidly as she called it that the countess was suffering under a severe nervous attack and that something of a composing nature was what was wanted gertrude was therefore spared answering any questions and having felt her pulse administered some drops and recommended quietness the doctor withdrew to make his report to delmore who was impatiently waiting for him mrs st clair at the same time hastened to lewiston to prevent him if possible from doing more mischief and gertrude was once more left to the care of her attendants who imagined she slept from the still and silent state in which she lay End of section ninety five